When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Guild Mateys, your favorite podcast where your players lie about getting a hero point. Um, anyway, no, so we, look- we no, have it on video. Absolutely I mean, I'm gonna, not. I mean, I just, I, 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 I feel like I, I, I think we do have it on video. It. I might, I, I'll have to scrub through the, the last video, but I think we no, do have it on video. I swear to God. Brennan, why would we wait this late? Why would we all lie about a hero point? I don't, I don't know. I don't if know. If we and I, thought look, we would be able to pull a trick on you, then we would have. I, got, I yeah. don't got a good, I got a bad memory. I got a bad memory. And so I don't remember. Which is why you don't remember and you literally told us. Okay, I'm going to give you three the benefit of the doubt and say, I really gave you, I said, here's. Three hero points for good role play. Yeah, so for context, listeners, after we stopped recording <laughs> last episode, Brennan was like, oh my god, you guys did such a good job. Take a hero point and then remind me to uh, to tell people why you got a hero point last time in case people are keeping track. And so and we did want, that well, he, when we got on video the today. to know because... He wanted to acknowledge that our role playing was good, and for the audience to be aware of that. But now he is just doubting that he would ever do that for us. <laughs> he has somehow become say, a worse person in a week, and I don't understand where it's coming from. I I just want to say to listeners that Brennan is literally in my house recording and called me a liar in my own house yeah, wow. on my own Wi-Fi network. Yeah, he's mooching Amelia's Wi-Fi on my birthday not in Virgo birthday. season, no less. We it's don't Virgo even know what season. that means. Another huge superstitious oh person. I'll tell you. you? <laughs> what? No, we're gonna. We have to table it. We have to okay, table it. We, we, have have to we have to record the that. podcast. <laughs> I am so okay. Uh, okay. Season I'm three, wired. Let's season three, it's all vampires. <laughs> no, no vampire. If there's a vampire in season three, I'm like, I'm gonna have to roll off the podcast. I'm we'll just, have to test it. We'll have to test your results. We're all afraid of something, and mine's pretty rational compared to other people. I'm not afraid of anything. I don't know. I fear nothing. If you're not afraid of vampires, you're an idiot. So anyway, we're on the ship at the moment. Okay, just and... call me an idiot in front of my into my face. Okay, fine. In my house, <laughs> on my Wi-Fi network, we ha- I can kick your device on, off like that, Brendan. We're on the ship. 
the ship. We're sailing. Stop! Stop mean mugging me. <laughs> okay, we are. I'm, I, what? What? That's my face. That's my face. <laughs> are we we're on ship? Running? Running? I didn't catch. We're on, we're on the, the ship. ship. In case anybody forgot, we are on the ship. Four minutes into this recording, <laughs> we are on the ship. And um, it was decided at the end of last session, uh, two things. One, each of you get a hero point. Four, uh, good role-playing. And two, that the next stop is the shores of Rodachi. We're going to Fantasy Venice to face Regina George, whose last name doesn't isn't really George, but I haven't given her a last name yet. Anyway. Um, Regina Bodachi. Is, <laughs> hi, my name is Regina Brennan America. I'm from Regina America. You know, <laughs> under, the, under the trend of like Sans Undertale and Sora Kingdom Hearts, you know? Uh, <laughs> in Link Zelda, Link, Link Zelda. Zelda, yeah, dude, I love that. Um, so uh, it's open seas, and uh, so far things seem to be relatively calm after a random hurricane, uh, quote unquote, inexplicably uh, slammed into your guys' section of the sea. Um, there's open seas; you can go straight there. Uh, if you want to have any conversations before you land on shore, please do. Elsewise, oh yep, oh we're off. I I believe Arthur and DeWillen were working on um, brewing up the, the uh, cures to oh. our um, decaying ailment. Yes, you have uh, you have enough for four people, and there's five of you that have the disease. Um, DeWillen says, Rip. "Ah, Arthur, there seems to be a problem." We have five people who are going away into nothingness and four servings of tea. Right, yeah. Um I understand why that's a mathematical problem, but it's um well I I can't I can't really speak for everybody, but um I I don't think we're gonna give the cure to, to Damon. That just seems dumb. Like why I mean, who is he even really like we don't know him, you know? I mean, he's he just came back into our lives like you know it's just kind of like man like this is kind of like like we would if we knew maybe we've grabbed more of each ingredient but that's kind of like you know we weren't really expecting to run into like another person that had this ailment you know that's so specific and so it's just like maybe we shouldn't um yeah don't tell him that don't actually don't don't mention that to him at all that we have a cure even it's better to just be like oh shucks it's we don't know what's going on. Um, what were uh, we talking about? When you when you're talking to Dewey, then his uh, his jaw starts like sinking, and his eyes slowly start glazing over. Like he's about like half a minute into that conversation, he was literally asleep with his eyes open. He's like, well, "Yes, of course." So you know, I'm I'm sorry, Arthur. I wasn't listening to you. But to be honest, the Damon guy seems pretty useless. What I I don't think you're gonna get a choice here. I say we just don't give it to him. Um, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. He's so wise to with it. I can't ah. believe all this time I didn't realize just how yes. intelligent and it, put together you are. It's I, crazy. I know. I get that all the time. It, 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 please, don't mention it to Damon. I, he probably hurt his feelings that we left him to decay into nothingness and a slow and horrific zombified death. Yes, you definitely don't mention to him. Um, but he's got some time. You know, it's not like an immediate problem. Maybe he can make some bargains. We've kind of already given up a lot, and so I don't. I don't feel like... Um, anyway, uh, going to go find my friends and drink some of these potions. So, uh, thank you, Dewellyn. Uh, I'll yeah, see yeah. you later. One more thing, Arthur. I, a question. Mm. Um, yes. Why, wh- why does his accent change anyway? That's, that's kind of weird. Whose accent? 
daemons. Oh, um, right. So I was thinking about this when he first came through the portal. So, like, uh, Damon's soul actually, like, isn't, I don't think, in that body. I think that's somebody else's soul. So that's another reason why, like, we shouldn't really even fuck with it. Um, because the last time we saw Damon's, like, soul, it was encapsulated in this little, like, uh, in a rivulet of water that was encased in, um, a necklace, I believe, that, um, Loriana has, and she's in Vodachi. Um, and uh, he is kind of this grand sacrifice thing that he did to, to save her, but she's a bitch. And so um, he's, we probably shouldn't tell him that. He got into a fight in Giuseppo when we kind of slandered um, his ex. But it's been like hundreds of years. You'd think you'd let a thing like that go. But I guess, you know, even the gods can't let things like that go. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? And he like, gives you a high five. He's like, totally right. Dude. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> he's like, up top. He goes, well, I, I was looking for his soul the other day. I Never mind why. It wasn't in this amulet. It's out. Um, also, who's oh, Loriana? Oh, yeah. Do we, we want to open that can of worms? Wait, do you do you have... Is that the necklace? Do you have it? How do you have that? It's a long... I was looking for his soul. And it's not in here. It's disappointing. It's useless now. And he, like, tosses it. <laughs> like, you hear, like, it's some beakers shatter. <laughs> uh, Arthur, like, looks, like, visibly taken aback. Like, even, like, kind of crazy as he is now, he's like, okay, like... Do within I, I can only speculate to the means of which you had to go to to take that locket from a very powerful fate witch. What exactly can you just like teleport us like wherever we need to go? Like how are you operating here? Like that is like a serious feat of of like stealth, to be honest. Just wow. an excellent question. Anyway, I must be going. And then he right, turns yeah, into a bird later. and flies away. <laughs> That answers some of my questions. I'm not going to lie. That was Definitely somewhat of an efficient answer. Definitely not RGM avoiding plot holes. <laughs> why, <laughs> why didn't the bird just carry the hobbits to, <laughs> to the mountain? Um, I mean, I can pretty much hand wave whatever I want by saying he's literally insane. <laughs> I mean, he's... I don't think That's he does anything efficiently. That's your saving um, grace this time. What do you mean this time? There hasn't been a ton of plot holes. I don't think, you know, it's been a pretty airtight plot. But I'm other watching than the, you for the next Other than the, 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 the physics of seafaring hand-waving, the nautical science has been a bit shaky, but the rest of it's been somewhat neck. Anyway, um, the Arthur, you have four uh, potions of un-undead, or de-undead, dis-undead, I don't know. What's... Life? What are, the, what are the potions oh, look like? Yes, you have four potions of life. What? What do the potions look like? Uh, they're glowing green. Ooh, fancy. Um, so, but like, they're, they're, so they're bright. Then they're like, like yeah, showing like green. Um, light. What's what's a good like seventeen hundreds like a like a it's like a glow a, not stick. like a, it's not like a, it's like a glow stick or like a yeah. like an it's not like an LED light. It's like an old fashioned light bulb. Right. Um, so Arthur is holding these bottles and realizes like, oh shit, like if I, if I carry these around, like people can ask questions and it's not look very weird. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to, um, like grab like a pack. Um, I'm sure there's just like a sack laying around or like some sort of box. Actually, yeah, he's going to grab a box and, uh, put the potions in and then cover it with like some sort of blanket, like some textile or something like that. So it's like, uh, the light isn't glowing out of it. Um, and he's going to uh, go and uh, wait in uh, Sinead's captain's quarters um, until she sees her friends, uh, until he sees his friends. Okay. So, um, uh, and he's going to sit there like a creep, like with the box, like <laughs> in the corner of her room. He's also still slightly on edge, I would assume, from seeing uh, the inside of nothingness. 
So. Oh, absolutely. He's deeply disturbed by the fact that they are still <laughs> in the ocean. Um, uh, he's so been she... trying to stay like as much in the center of the ship at all times as he can, but it's difficult. Um, so, Sinead, you are getting the ship ready to sail. Uh, Enrique's got it going. And um, you knew that uh, Arthur had left to go find some good old uh, life potion in uh, ingredients to make them with Duridin. Um So you can go looking for him if you'd like. Or you can do something else. Um, yeah, I was left steering, right? Last time we left the episode, I was on you steering duty. You betcha. Yes. Um, so I something grab- happened to the last one. Yeah, something happened to the to the last person who was in charge of steering. Yes, so I took it over. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to grab... Zero days without an accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am uh, going to grab someone who's been on the wheel before and have them take my place. Uh, the only person who's been on the wheel uh, before who's nearby you is Enrique again. Um he did he get his nap in because if he didn't get his nap in then i'm not gonna grab no he he's like he he got everyone going in the sails and now he's like (laughs) five minutes into a a slumber like hanging somewhere among the rope the rigging okay i'll (laughs) i'll leave him be then (laughs) let i'll let him get his nap in um i'll just uh grab someone random then all right (laughs) because we're out of npcs at this point you can grab Oh yeah, I'll grab Greg. I how did I forget Greg? Eustace? What? Hello, Captain. Grab Eustace. <laughs> Eustace. Um, Eustace. Eustace is busy in the kitchen. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. Have- yes, Greg. Can you just keep our steady for us, just for a little bit? Yavol. Uh, he just grabs the wheel and uh, strikes a very powerful wide stance and just holds the wheel steady. I give him um, a clap on the back. Just like. <laughs> Brief thing. The reason we haven't come across a total lot of Aizen uh, in this campaign is Aizen's pretty much landlocked, right? So has he, like, ever steered a ship, or has he just sailed on them? Yeah, actually, Aizen has a northern sea. Oh, excellent. That well, leads to the ocean. Okay, yeah. so he's so Greg has sailed before. Yeah, he he is a pirate. <laughs> he Excellent. is on the well, ship. <laughs> has he? Has he used? Has he I, been I've behind been the wheel for, for a year? I, I, I'm I, asking. I don't have you steered yeah, the Greg ship? Greg before. is so good at steering. I, yeah. I'm also, sure. he I'm just, just has to not move it. He just has to had, keep it where it is. He's a pro. A He's scale an expert. of one to five. What, ten. What? <laughs> There's no ten. That's how races <laughs> work. Um. He oh, just shoot. has to keep it steady. That's it. That's all I'm asking, and it seems like he's overqualified to do that, so... Okay, okay, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, Yeah, this is my steady stance. (laughs) Okay. Good job, um, good job, Greg. (laughs) So, Greg files the ship just fine. Back to you, Sinead. Um, yeah, I probably spotted Arthur going into my room, Mm -hmm. so I will look (laughs) at looking all weird, so I'll I'll go (laughs) in after him. Uh, you find, um... Arthur kind of shivering a little bit like a madman holding three uh, inexplicably glowing vials of liquid <laughs> green. Um, when Arthur sees the door open, he goes, ah, who goes there? Arthur, don't drop, god damn it, don't drop them. Oh, okay. Um, I, Sinead, I, I have a drink for you. And he, yeah. like, takes off the tapestry <laughs> and it starts glowing green. <laughs> Why'd you have to put it like that? It's so weird. <laughs> I have a drink for you. Yes, it's glowing. Don't ask questions. <laughs> I know what it is. Like I know you know what it is. It's just it's just funny. 
So Dewitin and I spent all afternoon making these. Are are they gonna work? Have you taken a drink yet? Um, I was I was kind of thinking maybe we should all do it at the same time. But if you, if you want me to take mine first, I I can. I was just kind of waiting to see maybe what the vibe was. I've started using the word vibe now that you've taught me it, so it's <laughs> been in my vocabulary. You know what? I'll uh, I haven't taken one for the team in a while, so give it to me, and I'm gonna oh. take it and take a swig. All right, um, you take a swig of the glowing liquid. You start to feel a warmth built up in your body. You feel uh, like a homely feeling, which is not something you, you're used to. You feel like at home and, and happy. Uh, well, assuming Sinead had a happy home, uh, that's how you would feel, feel, feel. So you feel a hypothetical happy home thing. And Got it's, it. uh, somebody edit that. Anyway, so uh, the warmth <laughs> no, that's builds good. up that's great. in your Perfect. stomach uh, and washes over your body. And you can feel uh, the decay falling off and collecting into a pile of uh, ash on the on the floor of the ship, and you feel great. Oh my god! I feel better than I have in however the fuck long we've been on this fucking ship. Holy shit! You have to drink this now. What? It's incredibly unclear how much time has passed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's uh. As far as how much of that you've experienced, I don't really know either. It kind of depends on how much Lady Arbol sped up and slowed down time every day while you were dead. So it's and it, you know it indeterminate amount of time. In um, between one and three years, we'll say that you have to take a drink of this. You have to um, drink it. So Arthur says, "Okay, okay. Um, I'm glad that that worked. Um, I need to remind you to not not tell Damon that this is even a thing that's possible, because um, we're not going to include him." We just made that executive decision below deck. Um, fuck him. It's you. <laughs> I am you, me, more than happy with that decision. Q, I Giuseppe. I strive to not talk to Damon at all, so great, it's perfect. Great. Um, why don't you grab Q and Giuseppe, and then we'll all drink the rest of it. Yes, good. Um, and I right. go out to find them. Q and Giuseppe, you walk in. Um, Arthur, do you drink the potion while Sinead's grabbing them, or while, uh, while they, you wait? Um, I think he's going to wait. Okay. Um, so, you guys uh, go off, come back, cue Giuseppo and Sinead walk in. Sinead uh, freshes a daisy, the other, the other two of you still um, half-dead, and um, cue you find Arthur very kind of shakily holding three bottles of liquid life. Hey, you. Hmm. Drink this. What is it? It's the, it's the plant. It's the, oh. it's the potion of life that Dwyllin and I made. It's Do you from, see those ashes plants. on the ground there? That used to be, like, a part of me. Right. Yeah, her, her decay got better. Interesting. Can you, like, feel okay? I feel... I've, I haven't tried it. Amazing. Um, Arthur holds up a bottle and says, cheers, and he pops it and drinks it. Arthur, you feel, uh, you feel like you're hunting in the forest with your bow. Um, it creeps over your, over your body and you feel a sense of calm about you. Um, calm enough to where you have been mostly reset from your term in hell, although you're still going to have frequent nightmares. Um, 
and uh, this very quick healing process <laughs> feels feels wonderful. Um, you still can't use a bow, but you feel like you were using your bow. <laughs> Whatever happiness is for you. Yeah, he just he just basks in the the, the like the memory of that familiar task for a second, um, and then it kind of fades into some pretty profound sadness at the fact that he's never going to be able to do that again. Um, Oh, well, at least maybe not for a long time. I think the deal had a, a, a limitation to it somewhere in the end of my life. But like, um, anyway, so yeah, um, he feels great. Um, I think that now Arthur has like stopped shaking and is like actually still and like looks relaxed on the floor for the first time. Um, like in the past few days um, since he went through his like trauma. So he's just like finally in a state where he can kind of like relax a little bit as a bunch of gross, like, flaky stuff falls <laughs> off of his body. All right. Um, Giuseppo goes next, and you can see him be... Uh, he looks like Noble Giuseppo for a second, like Chad Giuseppo. Like, he gets, like, a cleft chin for a second, and he's like... <sighs> he, like, breathes heavily, and then the, the, the ash falls off of him. Like, oh, that feels so good. I've been... Dead and split in half and alive and half dead, but this is uh, this is the good stuff. Yes, this is this is quite quite nice. Quite nice. Q just kind of just looks at the liquid. I don't know, there's something about this I don't really trust, but um it doesn't really seem like we have another choice right now. And they drink it. Hugh, you drink it, and you um, feel the sense of um, the sense of all of your past lovers embracing you. You feel your childhood um, uh, smells and you're feeling your. You, your homeland of Montaigne by France. Sorry, I was singing uh, derailed what I was thinking about. But yes, um, you feel uh, that sense of home, familiarity, and embrace. Uh, the ash falls off your body. All of you are uh, get another hero point uh, for becoming disundead. Un undead. I have a major wound on me currently. Should I take that off? <laughs> uh, yes. Normally, no. But with magic life potion, yes. <laughs> Should I clear all of them? or? Yes. All of you clear all your wounds. Um, mechanically, this is where it's like, hey, please gather what you need and save before the boss battle. Wink. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the point of no return. Uh, okay. Take this full restore. The ship sails through the day. Um, and into the night, arriving uh, finally in Vodachi. After a short journey uh, by sea, a long journey since you left the Isle of No Name. Wait, are you just rolling up? I feel like that's. I feel like maybe we should discuss our entry because if we just pull into port, everybody's gonna know that we're there. Okay. And that's like probably not a good. We should probably like. Well, I'm not the captain, but. Um, Sinead, do you want to do any uh, do any strategy? Um, yeah, let's talk about pulling into Vodachi before we actually do it. Okay, um, so the, with the ship being 
steered by Greg in a straight line. Um, you all are in the captain's quarters, the four of you. All right. Um, well, looks like we are almost to our destination. How are we going to go about this? Well, I think it's safe to assume that the witches have taken control of most of the city. So I think we just... I mean, if I were, you know, staging a coup, I would do it out of the castle. That's where we expect them. I assume that's where they expect us. So maybe we just need to show up and, you know, shoot some people again. Right. Um, I think we should define our objectives um, a little bit. So the ultimate goal, as far as I understand, is to plant Giuseppo as the monarch of Vodachi. I think the ultimate... Oh, sorry. Well, feel free to disagree if that's if that's not the objective, but I I am to understand that ultimately Giuseppe needs to take power, and that, like you've alluded to, um, makes it so that we must remove the witches first, just naturally. And we can either do that through political force, which will take much longer, or as you suggest, we go in and murder them, which is also, um, frankly, amenable to me. So, yeah. um, either way. Um, yeah, generally speaking, I think that... Uh I mean, I don't think we can, like, we technically have the right to install Giuseppe as a leader now that I'm trying to be right. more egalitarian, I guess, in the way that I conduct business. Um, but I think we should just kill the fit witches because they tried to kill us, so, like, you know, eye for an eye. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think we go, we kill them because they're dangerous and evil and bitches. And then we... And then we let Giuseppe make his case to the people and see what the people want. Oh, um, that reminds me. Uh, we have the three objects that were prophesied to be wielded by the rightful monarch of Vodachi. And Arthur, at this point now, relinquishes the coin of fate and puts it on the table um, in the middle of the meeting room. Um, and he looks at Giuseppe to see his reaction, um, if he understands what this is and uh, what he's going to do with it. Giuseppe um, sees them all and... This is the stuff of legend for him. This is all... It's its like something... Well, I was going to say the Holy Grail, but Arthur's seen, you know... <laughs> Arthur's interacting with the Holy Grail. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it's, it's really not all it's cracked it, up to be. be. It's just it's a thing, you it, know? For the three of you, uh, IRL, it would be like an Indiana Jones object. So he's like... he He's just flabbergasted. Um, and he brings himself together and says, I suppose it is a time... Must have taken the great work to bring all this together. Well, dueling death wasn't uh, quite that hard. It was pretty easy, actually. He needed to uh, brush up on his skills, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the other two, not as easy. Oh, right. Um, I guess, Sinead, maybe you need to relinquish that sword now, right? Yeah, yeah, I was. I, I, yeah. Um, yes. He <laughs> takes the sword. I'm, pr- I'm proud of you, Sinead. I know that was difficult. Just now, but <laughs> oh, I... shut up. What do you think we're no, here for? I, I mean, it's just, it's like the greatest, it's your greatest achievement that you've ever, uh, you gave it up, and that's, I just respect that you made that choice just now. Well, I don't need the sword to prove that I got that done. I had witnesses, and that's, that's really all that matters. Hey, you outdueled death in my heart. And then Arthur kind of like looks in like a glaze, <laughs> like eyes, and just nods to himself, <laughs> just like looking Arthur at it. Arthur looks at like the camera, <laughs> like Undertale style. No, not wings. the camera. He's just gonna, 
completely like thousand yard stare after he says that. He's clearly lost in some sort of fog of memory, but I it's just sidestep away from <laughs> Oh, don't open. Not completely, not creeped out. Don't don't open your eyes in the in between, folks. Anyway, um, Giuseppe takes the sword gladly and puts it with the other two objects, the merchant's coin. And wait a minute, never mind, not the other two objects. This is the the giant <laughs> the The masthead is on mast our ship. On ship. It's, so it's, really, yeah, yeah, so, I was wondering yeah, how that was supposed to work. <laughs> I was picturing when he said the objects, the sword and the coin on the table, but I guess Sinead had the sword the whole time, my goodness. Um anyway, so he puts the sword down next to the merchant's coin. Um and he says and I've I've seen that masthead, uh, I was there when we got it, kind of. Mm-hmm. More or less. For most of it. Uh, it wasn't quite there at the end. Um, but at any rate, if somebody had to be split in half, I, I'm glad it was me. It was torture for quite some time, but it helped me take a good look at myself. And beyond that, I couldn't bear for that to happen to you three. You've never had any friends growing up. It's a lonely life being at the center of a power struggle. But at any rate, we can do this in the epilogue if any of us survive. I'm glad that you're the one that got split in half. (laughs) (laughs) It means so much to hear you say that. December looks at Sinead like, so glad you're back. I'm glad we could save you. <laughs> he like, actually starts getting like emotional. He's like he's doing the tough guy tears things. Hugh just together. like looks at Arthur. <laughs> Arthur has his like arm around Giuseppo and is like Giuseppe hugging him a little at too tight. Sinead and he's like, like is he? He mouths like, is he okay? Just, just go with it for now. Just he needs it. <laughs> okay, he like gives <laughs> Arthur a, like an awkward like. Harry Potter and and Voldemort hug like it's <laughs> like just doing fingertips on your back <laughs> and he's like Arthur's like a huge dude too he's like he's like six one he's like, he's like stacked you know barely so. touched so he's like he's barely touching you so he's got his arms at full reach to be able to hug you without squeezing you. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, Kind of crazy. Um, And what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last, like, regular, like, story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap-up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... As you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect 
and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, but take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time, possibly. So, um, yeah, that's that's what we're going to do. Um, which also means this is going to be my last announcement, update, whatever thing ever, probably. So, um, yeah. I don't know. That's really all I kind of have to say. I'm a little behind on our social media pages, so I apologize for that. But um, we'll we'll get there. We'll catch up. And um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale. And then um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap-up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while. Simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, so they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick. But if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute. But they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. <laughs> um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah. That's, that's it, I think. That's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because, I don't know, it's it's almost over. Um, yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll, we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but... Yeah, that's that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Uh, all right, now that we have the objects that could literally end and remake the world from <laughs> the power, uh, how are we going to sail into... Laurentia. I almost called it the Venice, but that's a fictional place. Um, table question. Is there, like, a, a nearby island that we could, um, park at <laughs> and, like, swim over? Or rowboat? Well, real, well, real life Venice has a ton of small islands right off of the main, um, island. Certainly does. Um, so. As does Laurentia. Yeah, let's. I, I think we should rowboat instead of swim. Personally, if we can just no, yeah, have that's, those. that's a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, I suppose then this means we're going to be taking the more stealthy route into the city. Um, what yep. uh, we still need to talk about how we want to accomplish the ultimate goal of changing the power structure here, because it's going to take some more planning than I think just walking in and making it happen. Well, if it's anything like Montaigne, which I don't think it is, uh, it'll be an entire clusterfuck. Uh, though I do think this will be like a very separate clusterfuck. Right. Um, yes, the last time we did this, a man shot himself, and that was quite a lot. Oh, it was a lot worse after that. <laughs> oh yeah, we still haven't fully. You haven't talked to us directly, but we can catch up. Yeah, it's fine. It's nothing. Um, but the. Uh, I think we focus on removing the most immediate threat, and then we see who is in charge, and then we go from there. 
Right. Um, two words, fate witches. How do we deal with them? They're kind of... I got a sword. <laughs> do I still have a gun? Yeah. If you don't, there's... Overwhelming violence is what I'm hearing. We're going to go with overwhelming violence. I mean, what else are we going to do? Last time we tried to negotiate going... and they came for violence, so I for an eye. Yeah, there's no way they're they're going to let us just walk in there and talk to them. Talk them down out of this. I don't think that's a, an option at this point. That makes sense. I'm just thinking, like, if we if we wanted to spend a period of, like, weeks organizing, like, a revolution and getting the people on the side, we could probably easily do that with our figurehead here. And he kind of claps Giuseppe on the back and says, you know, we could really start a revolution and make your power really undeniable. Whereas if we come in and just kill, there's always going to be a question of, like, oh, well, it's just, like, another murdering tyrant. Like, what, what's different than last time? And yeah. I think you're right. I see what you mean. But I also think the witches mean... They mean a bad for the world and for Vodachi. Um, and I mean a good. But the people deserve to be ruled by someone they want to be ruled by. So, after we dispose of the witches, I will make my bid for the throne. But uh, if I'm not the head of Merchant Prince, then... Well, we'll go from there. Uh, maybe hide the objects back. Or if we believe in the new man or woman, they'll relinquish the relinquish the magical options to them. I, that sounds like a great sentiment. Um, here's the thing, is that even if you wanted to start a democracy in Vodonchi to decide who should be the ruler, it, you're not setting yourself up for success if you begin that process with murdering the current rulers. Because the people are going to remember that and be like, maybe we shouldn't elect this person. Wait, are the well, witches ruling right now, or are they just like, you know... You cool. guys do not know. We should probably you figure that out too. Maybe the people don't <laughs> like the witches. Yeah, if the people we, hate we the need... fate witches and Giuseppe comes in and slices all their heads off, then or maybe... they're going to he's going to be renowned as a hero. Maybe Giuseppe doesn't kill them. Maybe we just kill them and like, you know, Giuseppe just kind of <laughs> happens to be there. Yes. This is what we need. We need some fact finding, some reconnaissance. We need to know some details about where things are happening, what's been going on. We need to pull the public a little bit, see if there's any support for our main man, Giuseppe. And if there's not, then we just slay them all. All right. I also have one question for you, Giuseppe. Uh, yes. Yeah, so what can I do for you? Yes. So, like, when you meet Noriana again, because that will happen... What is your plan? Because if you go running back to her, I swear to God, I'm going to punch both of you in the stomach. You a little bit further we'll south. We'll kill you both. We'll kill you both. <laughs> he says. Uh, there comes a time in every merchant prince's life where he has to choose between his his insanely powerful and an evil ex-girlfriend and the right thing to do, and he has to choose the right thing to problem. do. That's, uh, I think most yeah, people have better taste than women, if I'm being honest. Ouch. He goes, most probably people would not remain that. attached to somebody that they were bedding for, like, four weeks after they killed their dad. Did you ever think about that? That maybe, like, or like this woman killed your dad. Uh, and that's, like, a whole problem. Or, like, maybe the fact that, you know, she, like, completely destroyed her husband the second she met you. 
If you want to marry a dad killer, that's all you. But I just feel like I can't be <laughs> affiliated with. I wait. No, if, you're, if this dad is ends up in marrying a dad killer, I would like to know now because that would change my course of action very much. Uh, <laughs> yes, he says I'm, I. I be much more inclined to run kind of like a uh, ask the field. Uh, you know, who should rule? Somebody preferably that isn't a dad marry or marrying a dad killer. Yeah, or a mom yeah, killer. Just, like while we're at it, maybe no patricide. Right. Yeah, the, the you know the less history of familial violence that these candidates have, I think, the better it's going to play out in the long run. Uh, <clears throat> okay, I, I'll try to kill her. No, oh my god. Well, I mean, we can like kill that, her. If it comes that was to her takeaway yeah, from just all saying, that. Like, I was just don't, saying, don't, don't sleep just, with like, her again. I'm not going to sleep with her. She would stab me in my sleep. No, even if she wouldn't stab you in your sleep, that's not the that's not the thing you should be most concerned about, though. I mean, it's pretty high up there, getting stabbed in your sleep. I worry about getting stabbed in my sleep quite often, so it's she a very legitimate fear that that's what you are and with. will destroy your country and you deserve and better legacy. for yourself, but you have to want and better. everyone <laughs> that you know and love. So what are you going to do with that information? And also, even beside that, she's just kind of like a little annoying, you know? Are we done? She's a bitch! <laughs> Are we done? Yeah, yeah. We have to uh, get it out eventually how much we hate her. We have to just stop on her for a little bit. How else uh, are we going to anyway. be sure Giuseppo doesn't make the wrong choice? Because if I'm we didn't say we had something bad happened, now if he does something bad, you can't say we didn't try. You can't say we didn't warn him. Anyway, so Giuseppo says, you have a convinced me. I want nothing to do with this woman. Good. The fact we had to it's, convince you with all is yeah, alarming. The fact that we had to convince oh. you is also really concerning. <laughs> like, again, so. you're trying to rule the country, Giuseppo, and I really want to rule for you because I think there's, like, cosmic reasons for that, but you got to give me more to work with here. <clears throat> so, to, uh, to get back to the matter at hand, um, I think that there's perhaps three different tasks that we could accomplish in the next day or two that would help us to prepare for the ultimate battle. I think that I should do some reconnaissance around the city to get a good understanding of the forces that we're going to be working against. I think that, Q, you should use your political ability to try to find leaders around the city that support Giuseppo and get them and any people that they can recruit on our side as well. And then, Sinead, I think that you and your crew should find some supplies and scrounge together any sort of armaments we can so that we could arm the people and form a sort of ad hoc militia um, so that we have some political movement going on kind of while we do the heavy lifting of killing the fate witches. This is what it seems that I, we should do. I'm open to discussion about how we execute. Oh, that sounds like a really good plan, actually. Yeah, I that was very well put together, I think. Though, first question, one one question that I would w- like to pose. Um, are we, like, wanted? Are, like, are, are our faces on, like, wanted posters through the whole country? Because if so, then we have to disguise ourselves. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Um, I think it would be safe to assume that we should avoid being recognized at all costs. And that maybe for the fact-finding, it would be wiser if Giuseppo 
remained here or on a separate island or someplace safe where he will not be recognized because as soon as he's seen the cat's out of the bag and that's kind of like immediate fight territory unless just unless actually maybe it'd be wiser to bring Giuseppe along with you Q that way we can like, maybe you'd have to be more secretive get some secret meetings going um, but uh, having his presence will mean a lot more in terms of gathering support I think so maybe it would be wiser if he did come with yeah, us I think maybe have him come with us but be disguised at least all of us at first until we can until we have more information about the situation and then probably just keep Giuseppe disguised if you're okay with pretending to be a peasant again Giuseppe <laughs> only a peasant what a can... <laughs> only a peasant deserves to be a king wow that's a much better answer than last time. Yeah. That's a what progress. I'll take that. Being split in half. You should have. We should have done that earlier. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so disguises into the city. I think so. You guys ready to to dock, park the ship on an island? Make sure that you don't use like a handicap spot. You stay out of the fire lane. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I have a question. So, in planning all of that and like setting those plans aside, did, did that count as um, acting from behind the scenes, from the shadows, or through a proxy? <laughs> I was like, man, he's going really in depth, more than more than usual. What's he getting at? That that makes sense. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll smack you with one of those. Okay, so that's that's my virtue. So the next risk I take, every die counts as a raise. Nice. <laughs> he uses a throwing knife, like <laughs> nine raises, <laughs> annihilates a witch. Okay, so um, the ship. Uh, there's a few islands that you're aware of. Uh, on I assuming I'm assuming the captain of the ship would have some sort of map with her. So at least in the cabin. So you roll it out. We, we've and determined that our ship has navigators in the past, so I'm sure that's also true. Be well, I I need you to choose uh, which island, basically. It's uh, oh okay. So just so just pick one. The real, the real map, okay. No, um, you just just pick something and name it Italian, and I'll say that's where you go. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, to th- we could just we could just world build what this island is like together for a second. So like I yeah. I visited Venice like for a few days. Um, there's there was an island we visited that was basically all it was was a church and like uh like a dilapidated fortress so like we could just land by like at this abandoned island there's just a bunch of like old gothic architecture and like it's nice. pretty much just a ba- abandoned like a, a few miles uh, off of shore the old graveyard where they're all yeah it did have a creepy old graveyard instead. pretty much yeah <laughs> the church that? was like was like half burned but you could still go in there and pray at shrines and there was like shrines of people where like just their like feet and ankles were still standing and then the rest was like crumbled behind them it was super yeah. cinematic that's awesome very outsiders of you no one I just have just... personal beef with S.E. Hinton so I was just <laughs> as soon as you said outsiders that's what immediately triggered in my mind was now I'm just thinking yeah. about fuck S.E. Hinton <laughs> <laughs> that's just what I think of when I think burned. No, yeah, it was uh, a good church. reference. I, I picked <laughs> up. It's just I had to go down that other little rabbit trail first. Sinead, you choose the island of Chiesa. Um, you, uh, the map is not super detailed. In fact, all that's on this little strip of land seems to be um, an old church. 
and what looks to be some sort of fortress. Uh, so it's you don't know if that's all that's there, or you know you don't know quite know. But it's far enough away to keep your stealth and close enough to where it's feasible to rowboat onto the bay. I would like to go down on the island to scout to make sure no one else is on it. Okay. Uh, the sh- Greg pilots the ship <laughs> straight into the port, and you guys drop uh, drop uh, the the gangplank. Sinead, you walk out onto the island. All that you can see in Chiesa is the old, old, uh, abandoned uh, cathedral church. It is uh, slightly burned, um, but still looks to be somewhat, somewhat inhabitable. Um, it looms on a hill in the distance. It is beautiful. It's gothic. And around it is a inexplicably creepy graveyard. Um, off to the side, over, uh, by the, over by one of the shores on this little island is a large fortress that looks completely abandoned. There's no cannons atop of it or anything. It's just a bunch of rocks. But still, it seems to be in decently fine condition. It is completely silent. You see nothing and no one. Uh, I'm going to do a quick walk through the buildings, just to, just to double check and be safe. Um, you, uh, first thing you would pass is uh, the fortress. Um, the door, there is no door for the most part. It's, <laughs> it's, um, it seems to have been rotted away a couple of years ago. Um, the stone is strong and uh, uh, uncracked, but when you walk through the doorway, um, it's completely empty. You can see some old weapon racks, um, some kegs that probably held gunpowder, etc. But not a soul. Uh, your footsteps echo in through throughout the fortress. You walk through the uh, the graveyard. Um, it's uh, spooky. You feel like sitting down and writing an elegy in this country churchyard, um, but you don't. And you keep walking, and you go to the church. Uh, the cathedral looms 300 feet above you, its tallest spire. Um, the door is, has been burned off, um, yeah, but inside seems to be dark, so there shouldn't be any moonlight shining through the ceiling. Uh, you can't see anything from out here. Okay, I go inside. Uh, you enter in. Um, there's some tor- unlit torches on uh, either side, but uh, the most you can see, there's... As you go a little bit further in, you can see a little bit of moonlight peering through uh, one of the stained glass windows. Uh, the, it looks completely burned through, although the roof is still intact. And um, there's some uh, scraps of wood, etc., the pews used to be. Um, in the center, the shrine of the Church of the Prophets. Um, uh, it's a shrine to the first prophet. It's uh, still, despite being burnt um, on one side of its body, uh, they look actually, it could be, for going through fire, it could be worse. It's peaceful, it's silent, and it's distinctly more calming than the air of the graveyard. Um, it's, it feels um, a little place of quiet and solace that you've never quite felt before. Um, the kind of thing that uh, Enrique would really love. All right, noted. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think I'm just gonna stand there just for a minute and take in the the literal calm before the the storm. Um, <laughs> just a moment of peace and silence by yourself, and then uh, walk back to the ship. We've all cleared. 
Sinead's been gone for about an hour, uh, Arthur and Q, and then you see Sinead walking uh, up the gangplank. Well, is it, uh, I assume, well, since you returned, it's not overtly dangerous. It's, uh, completely dead. No one, no one there. Looks like the church got burned down or something. No one in sight. Um, Arthur kind of, like, looks at some of the old, like, stonework and, um, I can see where some, some walls used to stand around here, so many of them have been turned to rubble, though. No spires or anything. I think that we could very plausibly hide a lot of people and the military camp behind the church and the graveyard in this open area where the fortress used to stand, and, and we could, we could do full training operations, we could set up camps, we could, we could really go in depth here and create a real army if we had enough time and were able to keep it secret enough. And he, I think he starts like making a list too of kind of like some general camp supplies that like he remembers from when he was like first enlisted into the Avalon army of like how, what do you need to like actually make a camp? Um, uh, as you're making your list, the wind begins to pick up and uh, it begins to rain heavily. Um, thunder cracks in the distance. Q just looks wistfully out at the ocean. First things first is shelter. I should call her. <laughs> <laughs> um, Arthur like... steps onto land and has never been happier to be on solid ground. He like f- like actually like falls and like starts making like mud angels and is like I do not want to go near the ocean for a long time. We're gonna stay on this island for a little bit. Stay here. This is all good. Like, seriously, if uh, Q shows any interest in going back to Arbol, Q and Sinead are going to have a fucking talk. (laughs) Uh, No, Q is looking wistfully out at the storm. (laughs) I'm going to ignore it for now. Um, Giuseppe runs and jumps onto land. He says, "Uh, normally I don't like sand very much. It's rough, it's coarse, it's gritty, and it it gets everywhere. But my goodness, it's great to be on dry... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Q, you were the last one on the ship of the main cast. Do you join your comrades, or do you take some time to talk to the ocean first? Uh, I don't think I'm going to talk to the ocean right now. Um, I think I'm just going to, uh, you know, feel the rain on my skin, release my inhibitions. No one else <laughs> can feel it for me, and only I can let it in. I think I want to think of the words to say, but I'm like staring at the blank page before me, and well, <laughs> the rest is all unwritten. So I am going to just sort of stand in the rain, probably linger on the ship for a while, um, and just whisper on the breeze, just and just an apology, just a little. I'm sorry, and I'm going to make my way onto the shore. The four of you stand on uh, the island. Wow, that was that was gorgeous. <laughs> that was uh, ready to go off and face the the fate witches. Um, well, except for everything you have to do first. Um, Giuseppo says, "All right, uh, shall we get those disguises ready?" 
why don't we take a moment to, to rest and set up some shelter first, and then tomorrow, first light, we'll, we'll go into the city and, and start taking care of things. I'm sure you're ready to rumble, Giuseppe, but it's been a long, long last couple weeks, months. It's been a long while. It's been a long, you guys have been to specific like... period of time that we know has passed. <laughs> you guys have spent almost as much time in places where time doesn't move the same in the real world as it, uh, as it, uh, as you have in the real world. So your, your perception of time is kind of warped at this point. But you know, um, since you guys were never technically dead, you did still like age in a way. Well, actually, you were dead the first time. Never mind. I'm, yeah, we were killed. The first <laughs> you were dead the first time. <laughs> When you came back, though, uh, you guys were still aging this uh, because you were still alive. So whenever you were like in the other world and everything else, uh, you aged normally. Anyway, though, the point being, you have no way to really tell how long it's been, um, which honestly feels kind of exhausting. And Giuseppo nods. He gets what that's like. Um, perceiving time split between two different underworlds is pretty much impossible. So he helps you all set up camp. Uh, the crew gets... Uh, gets things ready, they bring supplies on shore, and help you set up uh, the camp. Um, there's people putting stuff uh, in the church and on the fortress on the uh, on the island, uh, in the middle on the shore, uh, setting up uh, with Arthur's directions on how to set up a camp. Arthur was a boy scout as an Avalon. Um, <laughs> the... um, I mean, he's, he's uh, he was a soldier and a, a knight and <laughs> had more military training. <laughs> It's kind of like, like the 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 like god of Boy Scouts is to be like a blessed ah, knight of the she specifically for the for the domain of the forest. You know, it's kind of like this is my whole shit. You know, I, he's I, saying that to just somebody <laughs> randomly, just like stunning on him. Like he like Arthur just picked out some kid to just like this is my job. I do this. All right, you're complaining out here like you, you've never Leave done this before. This I've alone. done this my okay, entire Arthur. life. Like we got that. Eustace has it coming. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I haven't slept in a long time, Eustace. I'm sorry, I need to go to sleep. Thank you so like, much for great. Scuttle camp, off. Arthur. We really appreciate that. Need to go to bed. Um, Arthur, I guess you, you go to bed. Enrique is on the beach, staring out over the ocean. And the rest of the crew goes to bed. Well, I guess that's my cue, isn't it? <laughs> you don't have um, to. This is a role-playing game. It's up to you if you want to talk to him or not. Yeah, cue goes no, to talk to Enrique. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. It's a role playing game. No, I'll go. I'll go up to him. Just stand next to him. See if he says anything first. He's silent. Okay. Certainly doesn't. <laughs> uh, you doing okay, Enrique? Do you think he's okay out there? I'm sure he's resting peacefully. When you all go ashore, you're taking me with you. Only if you want to. I'm here to serve you, Captain. What I want is no consequence. Enrique, you have to stop acting like you're some mindless soldier just following your commander around. You're more important than that, and you know it. I'll decide tomorrow. The reason I ask is if I were to be left here, I just wanted to tell you to be safe. I couldn't lose both of you. Well, think on it. 
Um, Enrique nods and silently goes to his campsite. As do I. Q, you're the last one awake on the island as uh, it is getting rather late in the evening. Do I see any flowers growing near the beach? No. Do I see any flowers growing further inland if I walk around? <laughs> so if you want to walk to the beach, there would be flowers on the way to the beach. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for flowers is what I was trying to get at. You here. find flowers. <laughs> you're you're yeah. well educated enough to, to find flowers. Yeah, I, I grab a few pretty ones. I walk over to the shore and I toss them in the ocean. And, uh, and then I go back and go to sleep. Before you turn around, or while as you turn around before you walk, you hear a voice say, um, What was that for? I thought you just might like them. I just, I'm sorry. It's been a long, hard relationship. Long December. But there's reason to believe that maybe this year will be better than the last. I can't remember the last thing that you said as you were leaving. Now the days go by so fast. Yeah. Oh. It's a poem. Oh. By Counting Crows. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> then silence as the ocean goes still. Good night. Um, I say as I go back to our campsite. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.